Yeah, I broke my leg and tore my tantons and <laughs> grade three ligament damage. And I'm going to start calling you Jill Goggins. I had nine hours to go, still go. And it was my 100th marathon. You know, I kept saying, I can't stop. It's my 100th marathon. You have to finish it. It doesn't count if it else it is 24 hours. But how many 100-mile races have you done this year? I have done five. I'm doing another one now next week. That, my friend, was Jill McCann. And this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Just like to give a shout out to those who tune in every week. You know who you are. For those who don't know, my name is Robbie Marsh and I'm your host. So welcome to the podcast. What an exceptional episode we have for you this week. Almost Jill McCann has just run over 5,000 miles this year and is on course to run an average of over 100 miles a week for the calendar year. She only started running four years ago, and since then she has ran 175 marathons, with about 40% of those being ultras. This year alone, she has ran five 100-mile runs, not including the 200-mile Belfast to Dublin return, where she was the first runner home. And remarkably, the following weekend, she won a 24-hour event in Wicklow, where she ran a staggering 117 miles. She throws all rule books out the window, getting by with less than four hours sleep a night. She follows no diet plan whatsoever, loves her vodka and has four beautiful children that she has to manage while satisfying her running addiction. Before we start, I'd just like to give a huge shout out to our sponsors Born to Run, their award-winning winter series is back. Registration is open, so make sure you look out for the early bird dates by logging into their website or finding them on Facebook. The next race will be held in Loch Goal on the 30th of November. There are also reduced rates for junior races, so why not make it a family affair? You will have noticed this week I've upgraded my recording device. The sound seems to be a lot better, so why not leave a comment if you like what you hear? It's with great pleasure I give you Jill McCann. So, Jill, well done. Today, again, what were you doing? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> I don't like an ultra half. Did you do half an ultra today? An ultra half? I don't like a 14 and a half mile. So, who, who, are you, who are you sporting today? Elaine uh, McNulty. And she's, how many marathons did she say she's she ran? She's 200. She's getting close to 200. Does that make you competitive? Not at all. No? Not at all. Me competitive? I am not competitive. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, so last week when I was talking to you, you were just back from S- Mayo, Balna. Balna. Um, we tried to record the podcast, but it didn't work on that system, So, yeah. um, which was good, because then that means I have a second opportunity to have your presence with me. So thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, I'm interested, quite a lot of people know Jill McCann, but they don't really actually know, you know, your sort of history and like how long you've been running. Because normally when you see people running for, um, they do marathon after marathon, people think they've been running for years and years and years. Like how long have you been running for? Just four years past. So what sort of started that, kicked that off? Because four years is not that long. Four years I give up. I gave up cigarettes. I stopped smoking when I was pregnant. No, I tried a few times to stop smoking, but I did. I gave up cigarettes, and I went up to sixteen stone weight, and I joined Slimming World, and then that stopped working. And then I was basically just fat, and I had to go to the gym, and I took to the treadmill. I so I could have run a mile without stopping, and it took me six weeks to run a mile without stopping. And then next thing I knew, I was running seven miles a day on the treadmill, seven days a week. Every day? Every day. And using nothing else in the gym. I was just straight to the treadmill. And then I was one of the wee PTs that came in and asked me, did I want to 
join a running group to go out onto the roads. And it was the scariest day when I thought I am not going out to run on the roads. What what running group was that? Uh, the Muckhogs. Can you still in? No, not as much. I kind of just started my own training. But I was with them for a brief while, yeah. Okay, was there many people in that sort of group? There was, there was, I was good, 60, 70 yeah, club I members. see a few of them running there today as well. I yeah, think. they're all there. Um, how was that then, joining into the group? It was scary, running the roads, it was. Mm. There was a big difference in running the Threatment out on. I thought the Threatment was easier, actually. To, to, I thought that then, to start on the roads, and then it was, start to do a few 10Ks. Did you go out with the club then? Oh, one day a week, on a Tuesday night. And how did you find that going for the... Can I you remember the it, first night meeting I loved them? it with other people. I just it was, made the maze a lot more easier when you were running and talking and didn't even realise you had to, oh, I have six miles done. Mm. Do you remember the first event that you did with them? The first events I done with them, yeah. It was a 10K, local 10K. We done, there was a group of us went. And it was scary, it near killed me. I thought never again. I am never <laughs> run again. <laughs> As you say after every after every event, anyway. Because you still say that after every event. I still do, yeah. Definitely do. So you really have a good in depth love of running? A good mental willpower, you know, I do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I love running. I definitely don't love running. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't love running. I love food and I love drink, but I don't love running. It's a love sort of hate relationship. Yeah. Um so you moved then from the ten K, you're you're running with the what do you call them? Muckhogs. Muckhogs. And um, then you decided to do your first half marathon. Yeah, on my half. Um, why, what sort of progressed you onto that? Because I'd done four 10Ks and so it was about time I moved up <laughs> a distance. And I was a friend then that chatted me into, we'll do it together. And she never showed up on the day, so I was on my own and had to run it by myself. You cursing her upside down at the start. Yeah, that was great. And I thought... I had no watch or nothing at that stage. It was just more or less running. Okay. And when we came back into the town at that stage, I thought we were nearly finished, but we weren't even at the halfway mark. And I had given it me all. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> walk, run, the second the second half of the half. So you really enjoyed that run? No, then? I did not. I <laughs> boxed everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It was a nightmare. And I said, definitely. And I'd never done no more half after. So that was the first and last time I'd ever done no more half. Okay. So what made you go back to do another half? If it was that enjoyable. I went two weeks later and <laughs> done Straban half. Um, again, just us club members. This is we're going to all do it together, the same pace, all stay together. Is that what was drawing you back then? Was just the fact. Yeah, company. You was, know that. I was more or less meeting the people, you, and that's what it was drew you back to. Because you didn't have a, a fabulous run in Oma, like no, you know, walk and run. <laughs> it sounded like a painful experience, like and it then. Was. Two weeks later, I'll have another bash at it. So was it was it more the fact the group was going up to do that, or the, because there was a group of us, a large group of us going, and we decided to follow a pacer. We didn't go out too hard. What time was pacer? We two hour pacer. Okay, and how did that go? I finished it like five minutes quicker than Oma half, so and more comfortably, and I thought this I had a great run. You enjoyed it? Loved it. <laughs> I marked that one. Loved <laughs> it. I knew there was one there somewhere. Straban half, that was the only half I could say I loved it. So how long after running did that sort of happen? Like when you started off on the treadmill? From the group to 10K or from to half marathon? To around the half marathon sort of. To half marathon, I run my first half marathon uh, four months been in a running group. Okay, so pretty quick. Like, And how, how 
yeah, you started off obviously because like everyone want to give up cigarette you start yeah. st- you replace that with eating like yeah um we've starting to see those health benefits come through oh definitely starting to feel better after stop choking and splattering and vomiting up my lungs after a while mm. yeah it's all start to get easier what else was running bringing to you at that stage then you starting to feel good about yourself and and friends and seeing places we were just going different places to run every week mm. or it was i didn't even know half the places existed until you start running yeah and before you were running like was um because you've got three kids don't you i have four girls you four girls yeah. have you um because life's very busy isn't it very busy and it's not very you don't really get much time to yourself no. You're doing everything for everybody else yeah. all of the time, it seems to be. Um, it seems to be that life gets harder. <laughs> the older it you does get, get harder. You think it's going to get easier. Kids get harder. You think the hard work is rare in them, but it's not. It's just when they're the older kids, it's the harder work. Believe yeah. you me. Do you fi- did you find then when you started moving into running that you were sort of enjoying that because this was something for you? So it was me time. I said, I have a year special needs, autistic and has disabilities. So she would be hard work on her mm. own. So yes, it was more for me, me time, and to clear the head. It was more. And did you find that? Did you find that you were oh, getting y- yeah. it was releasing all of that Absolutely. sort of energy? Yeah. Take it out in the roads. It was just more or less yeah. laying it all out there. You know, it was twenty minutes down the road and back again to the house. If anything, just a pair of shoes on. This was my new drug addiction. Very good. You could say. So, and you called it an addiction there, like because. So you done Straban half marathon. You yeah. decided to go to the quads and do two half marathons. I done the back. rock and roll back to back halves first. Where was that? That was in. Where was that? That was I uh, Donegal. Oh Donegal. The Harlds. It was Harlds. He done Moville rock and roll two okay, half. Okay, nice marathon. and flat then. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the day I found out I was allergic to hills. It was <laughs> absolutely terrible. You normally get hills and wind up there. Oh as no! Well. You had everything. You had uh, sunshine, and then you had rain and wind, and and all different trains. It was it was an experience, but again, someone asked me at the end of the day, all I could think is, how am I going to go around this tomorrow again? <laughs> how am I going to do day two? I'd never done two big runs. Mm. So two how, days. Did you, how did you find waking up that morning and knowing you were going to do it again? I was like rolled out of bed, and my gl- I was so sore. <laughs> <laughs> and all I thought was, how and under God am I going to do this all over again? So how was the first couple of miles? Because you're all, you are, you're stiff and tired. Uh, and yeah, stiff and tired. And <laughs> wishing I wasn't there. It's just simple as. And then I just kept thinking, then poor people was doing the back-to-back marathons and doing back-to-back altars. And I thought, they're mad. They mm. are mental. Was that on the same weekend or was it just Yeah, it was halves? all, you had the, the back-to-back halves or full marathons or altars. Okay, so it makes you feel better when people do more than you, doesn't it? Because you're only doing yeah, half of it. you know. Even though your own challenge is big. Yeah. You was, think to yourself, well, I'm only doing half, so. <laughs> it was, it was, it gave you a wake-up call. It definitely did. I yeah. thought this was the hardest thing I ever done, was run two half marathons. So see when you cross the finish line at the end of that, like how did that feel? Like you've just done two half marathons. Unreal. It took a while for it to actually sink in. You think to yourself, oh my God, mm. actually. Well, even to do the first one, I thought on that terrain, them I, said, I run mountains today. I went, oh, I just yeah. run thirteen point one mile mountains, and then come back to do the second day was. Because that's pretty cool, like because it's not something you would think about. No, you know, like when you hear about people running and running half marathons, um, like when I started and you run a marathon, it's meant to take you three months to recover. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you hear, like <laughs> at, at the start, like when you went, if you went back five, six, seven years ago. 
when people are starting to run or even 10 years ago you know a marathon was such a big thing you know you might do two or three marathons a year at the most that's right and i don't know what's happened to the world now they've, <laughs> just, they've all lost the plot <laughs> and it's not even that marathon's not even enough now for people because yeah. you know, everybody's just, it's not enough so we're at the Tolly Moore um, event here, 26 Extreme event here today, and I think there's double the people that are doing the ultra today. The 75 yeah. people doing the ultra, I think it's 40 last year. I think it's doubling every year. You know, there's more and more. Yeah. And Causeway Coast was the same. You know, there's twice as many people start to do ultras, and there seems to be this sort of there's an awareness, firstly, that you can do more than a marathon every year, um, and you can run actually back to backs. So you've done two half back-to-backs. Yeah. And it made you to come back then again to do four. I won the two ba- the two halves. I got first. In in that yeah. race? So I did. And it was Harold that says to me, you know, we're doing the four halves. <laughs> For us, we're doing four half marathons in August and the quads, the quadrasol. He says, you will give that a go. And he gave me a discount. I thought, well, I'm going to use the discount. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do these four half because that was in June. And then that was then in August, the four back to the four halves. So I says, right, I'm going to do the four half marathons. And I, I got second, second. So what, what were you thinking about then? Now, what was going through your mind? Because there's one thing going and doing a run. But actually, to get like again, if you sign up, I'll sign up. There was there was a load of us all sign up from the club again. Yeah, but to come second though, you know, there's 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 the start of something there. There's an inkling that you know, there's a good ability here. Yeah. In doing these type of longer sort of back to back endurance type events, yeah. I suppose. It was a bit of a niche there for you. Were you thinking that or just thinking? Not at all. That was just like a bonus at the end of when you're sitting down and you're saying you're sacking over all or you're for This was like, oh my God, it was hell, but did I yeah. actually do that? It was just a bonus at the end of it. So what was day three like on that event? Cause day you... three was day three was the easiest. <laughs> Believe it or not, it was the easiest. Day two was the worst, but day three was the easiest. Yeah, why do you think that is? I don't know, your body probably more, it's mm. get used to, it wasn't as, day two was sore in day two, and day three wasn't as bad now, and day four was, day four was always your fastest day. Yeah. Day tri- it was the flattest day, but I don't think that had anything to do with it, I think it was because you knew in your mind, it's all in your mindset that you yeah. knew it was your last day. That's just what I was going to say, you think it's a mental thing? It is, it's a mental thing. Because day one, you know, you're just only starting, it's yeah. tough, tough to do. Day but you two, know to hold it back in day one. And then day two, like you think, I'm going to die never again. How am I going to do this another two days yeah. after this? No yeah. way. But then you're past the halfway point. You and might sort of let you It's like in a marathon, isn't it? When you get past that halfway point, you're like, I'm not going to stop now. If I get to halfway, mm. I'm going on. If I have to crawl, I'll do it. Now, I, I struggle more in the... No, I was going to say I struggle more in the first half of an ultra than I do the second, but that's not right. <laughs> it doesn't really happen. You do struggle yeah. more. But mentally, I'm, I, I pass that point of distance, you know... In the first half, you're thinking, geez, you've an hour 50 miles to go here. This is criminal. But you get the halfway point. You're on the countdown. It's You don't even think about that at all. Yeah. You're past that sort of stage. It's just your head trying to hold it you is. back and fight with you and say, what the heck are you doing? It's a fight with yourself, yeah, you and I. Just as <laughs> what mental. the heck are you doing? You're actually, even talk, you're actually fighting with yourself the whole way around. I know I do. Yeah. So how did that progress then to your first marathon? So you, four marath- half marathons back to back. You're only going to go to one place. Yeah, well, I told Harold I'd be back to do his four fulls. When I knew then I got to second place, I said, I'm coming back to do the four fulls next next year. <laughs> and you hadn't done a marathon I didn't that really stage. mean it at the time. <laughs> I, didn't, I hadn't even run a marathon at the stage, no. So uh, that, that was August. 
Yeah. Did you run your first marathon that year? I done Dublin after doing the four halves. I done yeah. it all in the one year. I went from half to marathon in the one year. Yeah, well, you went from four halves to marathon well, in the one year. Uh, it's slightly halves. different, like. And then I think, could I do all that one day? You know, yeah. at the one time. It's crazy. So Dublin then. So Dublin is a great marathon. Like, it's one of my favourite marathons. I if hate, not, no, I hate it. you hate it? <laughs> Then again, I hit it my first 10k, my first half marathon, and maybe yeah. you just hit your first full uh, Listen, the first time I did Dublin, it was 6 hours, 14 minutes, like, and that was pain. God, that was pure it was, pain. It was ter- I think it was 4.01 I done it in, <laughs> and it was just terrible. But you did a, you did do a marathon in training just before that, did you? I did it on Carrick Moore Marathon. I trained, I'd done the first ever Tyrone Marathon as a training marathon for Dublin. Yeah, what made you do that? Like, what, what, why because did you think that was a sensible thing to do? No, it's just nothing sensible about running. <laughs> There's no, who says that it was sensible? No, it was because it was the first marathon. We were talking about doing Dublin Marathon, and I thought you had everybody I was training with was saying that the 18 mile they were going to do or 20 mile up to train. And I thought I'm not going to do a marathon else I run 26 mile to see if I could run 26 mile. So no better place to do it is in mm-hmm. your hometown. Your own, well, it was hilly, it was hilly mm-hmm. in Carrickmore. So yeah. And how, how how long before Dublin was that? Just that was. Uh, it was only f- it was a few weeks just before. Huh? It wasn't that far. Okay. So I used that as my big run. Okay. Some training for That's Dublin. one way to do it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Dublin, then you absolutely enjoyed that. You no, loved every no, single I step of not. that. I Four hours, that. one minute. Like, I hated it. Like, did you love the fact? Like, did. One minute past four hours as well. Did that piss you off? No, because at that stage, it wasn't even about time. It was an absolute hell. Yeah. Just no, it was terrible. I hated it every minute of it. What was it about it that you loved so much? <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. You know when you have people telling you you're nearly there, that kind of thing, and going around each corner and an arm and arm, like it was no. Yeah, like you're not. Listen, anybody's listening to this isn't a runner. You're not nearly there until you're you're there. No, you're not. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? It's like two miles is not nearly there. No, you're doing great. You're doing well. well not... And if you say around the corner, it has to be just around the corner. It can't yeah. be around the corner, then another mile. Yeah. That's not nearly there. No, you there. have some of your supporters telling you that too when you're out in your cruise. And you, know, you only have to go. It's not. It's, and don't believe anybody says that Dublin's flat because Dublin is not flat. Yeah, no. There's no such not. thing as a flat marathon. You know, if yeah. do Dublin, it's a flat, it's flat, no hills. That's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lie. Yeah, the first half, it's extremely hilly, like, it's, actually. You so. know, it is, yeah, it is. You can feel it. You know you're climbing it, anyway. Yeah, so there's something about this, then, I'm trying to understand, because um, you've obviously loved it so much, and never again. But the very following weekend, then, you decided to run another marathon. I did. You know, this is painting... A real good picture of you, which is going to continue throughout <laughs> this podcast, really. It's like, you know, you can just imagine that, oh, that was the worst experience of my life. I'm never doing that again. Four hours, one minute. That was a pretty good time, to be fair. You know, it took me it took me three or four marathons. I was still reading books then, you know, magazines. No one, I only ran, you only run two marathons a year. You see, if I took up reading, I wouldn't have been running. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as. That's one or the other. Um, so you ran another marathon the following weekend, yeah. and another marathon the week after that, and another marathon the week after that. No, then it started two marathons and three marathons a weekend. Started, like what the heck? Uh, that like was what just was bad, going on? bad company. <laughs> it was the people. It was the people. 
I definitely was. Yeah. It was the company, MCA, Mars and Club. Honestly, Ireland. Mummy, it was nothing to do it with me. It was the people was. I was hanging about with. I'm really easily led, I am. <laughs> I am. You know, we're doing a marathon tomorrow. Really? How can you do a marathon tomorrow after? My first back to back was terrible. Marathons back to back was with uh, Belfast, which I really detested. Mm. Belfast had to be the worst marathon ever. And because it was probably my first back to back, and it was Ames, East, East Antrim. Martin. So they dress up for that event, don't they? No, but I didn't. I was. I dress up from now on. I just. Yeah. I didn't dress up that time. I did meet you as Batman one time, or Batman. Yeah, yeah. And you had no voice. Yeah, yeah. That was Actually. probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been out the night before. Um, so you after Dublin, you'd seen somebody with a friends. Martin Club Ireland. Martin Club Ireland, yeah. And they told me all about this Martin Club, and you get this. Show me their. They said they were getting presented with their twenty fifth medal. I said, what's this? Was this at Dublin or? Yeah, no, in Dublin. I met loads of them. And then I met, or this is, there was a marathon the following weekend. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go to this and see what it's getting presented with a 21st medal. And I thought, I have to have this medal. So I joined Marathon Club Ireland. You don't have to do them in 25 weeks, you know. No, well, I was a bit behind because most of these ones had already hundreds of marathons done. And I thought, well, I have to play catch up here. Yeah. I have to get stuck in so and get my you, first medal. You're one of the people, one of these people that comes into the bar half eleven sober and has to catch up with the eight o'clock people. Yeah, that <laughs> okay. is, that is definitely me. <laughs> Drink a bottle before I leave the house of Akia, and yeah, that's catch up. Um, so that was what the driver of that was then, was it week after week? Yeah, was this I was to... all about the bling, as they say. It was for the medal. I wanted that twenty fifth medal. So how um, was that when you got? How quickly did you get that? How sort of twenty five? Uh, it would have been less than 25 weeks by the sounds of it. Oh, it was because I run five marathons one week. <laughs> don't ask me how that happened. I was having issues. That how how did that happen? I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> one friend, you know, says, we'll go to this. And I thought if they were all doing it, I had to do it. Mm. And So it's not like you were doing this, this stuff on your own. There's a there's a crazy group oh, of people. Oh, there's worse than me, yeah. There's crazy. There's once yeah. 500 and 600 and 700 and 800 marathons. Yeah, I've seen David there, did I? Yeah, Mr. President, yeah. Mr. President of the club. David like, yeah. How many... The best legs there is in Ireland. How many... Um, he looked fresh 900. there. 900. 900 marathons. marathons. That's unbelievable, isn't it? A legend. So you are definitely in bad company legend, there. Legend, definitely. And Claire Johagen. Yeah. A wonder woman. So how many has she got now? She's... 800, isn't she? 7-800 as well. I remember I was sitting down Dundalk Half Marathon. I can't remember the third person that was there. Um, he was a guy over from England, but it was like two and a half thousand marathons between the three of them, or something. Yeah. It was crazy, like a oh, really? marathons, like, and because Colette is now turned seventy, has she? Yeah, she's seventy, and she, oh, she's seven hundred marathons. She's done her seven hundred marathons near her seventieth birthday. That is unbelievable, isn't it? Put you to shame, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so how many marathons have you got now? I had one hundred and seventy-five official. I've done a few. Yeah, that's not official. But I've like almost every day, to be fair. Like, so your hundred, you. So what was it like getting the twenty fifth medal? Is it, is it a medal you get, or is it like a? Oh, it's a medal. It's a beautiful it a medal, medal and a and a beautiful case. <laughs> it's a beautiful medal. So tell me about the day you got that then. I got it at the Muckhogs' first ever marathon. Okay. In Oma, they had a marathon, and it's happened on my twenty fifth. Well, I made sure it fell on my twenty fifth to have it at your own club's marathon. Okay, that was pretty cool. It was cool. 
Yeah. And did you and celebrate? Then I thought, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I had like training months up till it, you know, <laughs> drinking and celebrating. Yeah. Uh, and then it was, oh, I have to get my 50th now. As soon as I got the medal, I had to go to get to the 50th. I, I can feel already, even before we get there, there's no end to this, like, you know that. No, it just goes <laughs> just on and on like and on. And I wanted it within the year. Mm. Yeah, so. And you done it within the year? I done 54 marathons in the year. That's quite unreal, isn't it? My first year running. And you're not in your first year running? My first year running. From my start running marathons, I've done 54 marathons. Okay, in twelve in a twelve month period. So, did you get other different bling along with that? Because I've seen people get like twelve and twelve and. Oh no, I haven't. I got the fifty two and fifty two. It was fifty two and fifty two. I don't know. I I heard all about that. I don't even want to get involved because there's so much now. You can get. 50. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to go there because that's a whole new thing. No, definitely not. If I get stuck in there, I'll be that's running. That's a different Martins. party. You don't want to walk be through that door. Four or five miles a day at that rate. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. So the 50 marathons, then you, you went for the 100 marathons then, because you'd done that in less than two years, didn't you? Yeah. So talk me about, you'd already done some longer distance stuff then before that. Tully Moore was my first ultra. What made you do that then? Just It was just the next big challenge? Drink. <laughs> I, it was definitely that. the drink. As simple as right, that. And I said, I'm going to do the ultra with you tomorrow. <laughs> that was it. And I signed up and done ultra. Jeez. And your 100 marathons, but you'd done that within two years, didn't you? Yeah. Tell me about your 100th marathon. i done a 24-hour run in this tool for my for my 100th marathon. Okay, and how did that go? I loved it. <laughs> That's when I thought I want to be an ultra runner, because I got to walk. Yeah, so The you... hills, every time. What was the course like on that? It was, was that a 1.2 mile loop. Uh, like a park or in a park it was actually it was lovely but it wasn't beautiful after so many miles uh, I think do you like that type of event I loved it I really really did mm. love it would you prefer that type of event than sort of going out into the wilderness or yeah because I'm not handy as in navigation I would get lost <laughs> in my own house <laughs> I would really get lost in my own house uh, no I did I loved it um, I think it was 108, 109 miles are running in 24 hours. On your 100th marathon? Yeah. So your your goal was to hit 100 miles in that. Um, but you did have a an issue about with nine hours to go. Yeah, I broke my leg and tore my tendons and <laughs> grade three ligament damage. And I'm going to start calling you still Jill Goggins. I had nine hours to go, still go. And it was my 100th marathon. You know, I kept saying, I can't stop. It's my 100th marathon. You have to finish mm. it. It doesn't count if it also did the 24 hours. Oh, okay, so you had to do the 24 hours? Oh, my head, I was fighting. Oh, yeah. right, okay. No, well, I didn't have to, do, but yes, I had to do it, yeah. But I mean, did you have to Did you have to finish the 24 hours to get a marathon, or you can finish no, it No, as long as you've done the marathon distance. Okay. No, no, if you sign up for the 24 hours, you have to at least cover 100k, that's what it is. But you had it in your head, like, you you know, it's your 100th marathon. I'd love to do 100 miles on my 100th marathon. So you were 20, how far into it were you, like? 15 hours into it yeah you fractured your leg yeah it's like a stress fracture in your leg yeah your tendons are gone how what what did that feel like like was it pain was it, it excruciating was, sharp it pain was, yeah it was a it was pain so uh, where bites in your leg was that my like ankle. okay 
up in my and down the side of my foot, all my tendons. And there was at no point you said you thought to yourself, you know, this. Well, I didn't know at that time the damage. Yeah. It probably wasn't as bad when it happened at the time. But to go on okay. nine hours probably ended up. Yeah. Making it slightly worse. Sort of a little bit more. Yeah, kind of aggravating. Yeah. Um, but you were glad that you got it finished. Yeah. Um, with maybe a pack of painkillers and. Was that your first hundred mile? No. <laughs> so tell me about your first hundred miles. It was in this tour as well. Uh, is it on the same course? Yeah. Um, Tralee. It was in Tralee. Sorry. The second one was in this tour. It was. I loved it. I did. I loved it. Mm -hmm. You loved the whole event, the whole buzz. Yeah, and I got second and first time I doing it. I got second place. So I thought this could be for me. Did you find that you were being like were you competitive at all at that nope. stage? I still didn't know. <laughs> Not competitive. Well, I never who goes to do their first twenty four hour and think that they're even gonna do a hundred mile mm -hmm. I just want to last twenty four I thought could I run for twenty four hours? Well, run and walk yeah. for twenty four hours. That's all you can think of. Just run, it's okay. Yeah. We're okay. all runners, run. we just run. We just run. <laughs> Slowly, it's like a fast walk, like a slow run. Yeah, but 100 miles is one of those mile markers, like, isn't it? You know, well, you for like an to think, run a yeah. 100 miles in 24 hours. But my first was like, I would, could I last 24 hours? Mm. So what do you go through during that process? Like, I'm assuming that you're human and that you have the same sort of low points and high points throughout that race. Like, you get ratty at times, you get frustrated. Not at all. I'm just perfect. I'm the perfect runner. I'm just <laughs> yeah. so happy the whole time. <laughs> I don't whinge, I don't complain, I don't cry or do nothing. Do you want to add anything to that? No. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't whinge at all. Um, it can be quite tough though, can't it? Like, you, you do get, you have to really give yourself a good telling off sometimes, like to keep going. You do, or maybe a wee drink or something. So would you take a little vodka on a course like that? I would. Do you find that helps? It does. <laughs> it does. It helps me. I mightn't work for somebody else, but it, it yeah, does yeah. work for me. Yeah. Take the pain out of it a little it bit. It definitely does. Brings a bit of enjoyment into it the race. It makes it more like a social event, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it is a, it's an important thing too, because like, you have to be, the more relaxed you are, the, the more your mind and body lets you go. If you don't enjoy it, yeah. If you don't enjoy it, you'll not last. It's just, just all in the head. If you're going to hate Every, mm. well, you're going to, yes, get it hard at some stage. Like, who doesn't? Mars and distance, 10K, whatever distance it is, and whatever works for you to help you along. Uh, so do you enjoy the 100 mile sort of distance? I loved I loved the first one, and I loved the second one. No, well, not much so because I broke my leg. It was yeah. hell. Last nine hours was hell. And... Every other one after that, I did, I did enjoy. So what did you do after your leg then? Because you've, you've done a lot, like, in the last four years. So where was that recovery, or what did you do? So, like... I could I had to learn myself to walk again. I was on crutches, I couldn't... They misdiagnosed me for three months before they even got... says I had a fracture and my tent okay. was torn too. So it was hell. It is hard to find those sometimes. So I it? started walking, running, and building myself... Cycling, building myself back up. Uh... The sooner I get back on the road. So how did that feel like? Because, you know, running is such a good therapy for us. Like, And you're doing this. I might have been a wee bit cross then. You know, I might have been a bit crosser then. But uh, I can more <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine, like. Uh, but three or four months. Were you out for about three or four months then? Yeah. Um, that must have been a tough period. It was, like. it was hell. 
yeah. Did you really see the value of running during that period then of what it was giving you before that, you know, because you've talked about this is something for you and it releases all that stress. And did you feel like you weren't able to release all that? And like, yeah. You, could you really recognize then the value of what you were getting from running? Yeah. Running was definitely... I'm saying that from the heart, like, so I'm sitting injured at the minute. So I'm yeah. like, can you feel it, Jill? Sympathize with me here. And make you <laughs> say to yourself, like, when you come to the stage at 100 metres, or even a marathon, wherever you're running, mm. and you come to that stage, never again. When the object is took away from me and you can't do it, it gave me, I thought, mm. never again am I going to complete what well, I, I says I was never going to complain again. I don't whinge either. I, I don't whinge. Mm. And... It does when the opportunity took away from me. The choice is gone that you mm. can't run. I thought I'd go out and run 100 miles tomorrow if I could. Because that, that's an important thing, isn't it? And I always, oh, I hate to hear people say, no, I would never do that. Because yeah. they've got a choice. So it's okay to think that you're not going to do it, but never actually say those words. Because when you've got the choice, there's a lot of people who would love to have the choice to do it. Yeah. Do you know, and, and it is really a gift that we have, isn't it? Is. It is. And... I don't think I would ever say I'm never going to do something when I've still got the choice. No, you're lying. You, you have never said that. <laughs> have you never said I'm never going to do that again? Oh, no, I said it in my last race. Yeah. I would never do that again. Like I woke up in the morning and I did think, no, I would do it. Like, yeah, I would was, do it again. In the morning time, yeah. it was okay again. Like, um, So to try and rehabilitate yourself then and just keep your mind right and get your body, you don't lose all of that, what you've built up, isn't it? That's a worry as well. That's the only thing, and which is true, because... My only fear was stopping. If you're stopping at all, you would never get it back again. Mm. And so I took up aqua running and swimming and cycling and walking. I mean, like, barely walking. I'm surprised you weren't doing the Ironman just from going and doing aqua walking and you, stuff. Like. You know, I thought about it. <laughs> I can't run here. It, I can it, swim. It a, I'm okay. It was a thought, but no, no, it was, it was hell. So just you were lucky enough, then you could you could still keep going. I suppose it's just about focusing on what you could do. I am just it's just pure ignorance, it's stubborn. Yeah. To get back out there. No, I do get that sense of stubbornness, like. Really. <laughs> 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 really. So the Belfast to Dublin return then was that really the next big thing? Um, after you'd done your hundred marathons. Oh, I no, no, it was not. It was not even no. <laughs> the, the look of disgust I got there. No, <laughs> was absolutely like, not. I wanted to be, I thought, well, I had no other choice after my injury to ultra run was more okay. the slower pace. I couldn't do speed work. I was just putting too much. Mm. So I was just grateful to be able to run at all. So it was, uh, I got lazy, okay, and started just, I thought, ultra running. So the ultra run sort of lent like itself that a bit the, more. The longer, like, yeah. You not putting your leg under as much pressure yeah. and you can... Just focusing on what you could Getting do, really. Um, were you enjoying that a bit more than the ultra runs after doing all the marathons? Definitely, ultra run enjoyed it far, mm. far more. How do, how do you find the ultras apart from the running up hills? <laughs> um, how do you find it being different than the marathons that you were doing the ultra runs? Easier pace, and you get to take in more. You see more what's mm. going on around you, and to talk to more runners, and I got meet more people by our ultra running than I did running marathons. Yeah, I, I, so, I sort of often describe it to people sometimes as, you know, I find that ultra running's more outwards. Yeah. And marathons are more inwards. Yeah. You know, sort of running in myself, in my head. You know, you're trying to get a certain time. 
Well, the ultra is I'm just looking for the next person to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> is to it true? Honest, like... well, I even know the first time I run my first ultra here, I was running along with a fella that was doing an ultra. Uh, and he says, your first ultra? I says, yeah. He says, once you run an ultra, you'll not want to go back to do marathons. And I thought, well, at this stage, like, I only had two miles to go. And I thought, never again. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> 26 miles is enough for anybody. But no, it was. It was about their And what, what about the suffering in the ultra then? Were you okay with that? Like, were you able to work through that okay? Yeah. Well, you had to. To mm. get to the front, you do, but yeah. But, I mean, you're okay with that. Like, you can not enjoy it, but you can endure it pretty well. I'm good at slow. I've always been good at slow. Speed was never my mm. thing, but I was good at slow, yeah. What was your quickest marathon? 3.40. Yeah, so that's quick, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a good time. Um, you done the quads then? Did you go back to the quads? I did. And you done the four marathons I then? I done the f- f- four full marathons, and I was either first or second on it. You, that was unbelievable. So you can't remember you were first or second. You've had that many sort of podium I finishes. Mind. I have to check. Yeah, because um, it is really tough, like, isn't it? Doesn't that go over Mamaw Gap? Toughest chat. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, that's not the hardest. It it's, is not. It is not. Because you hardest. get to walk up it. <laughs> it's, still, it's still not the hardest. It's, it's not. It's, it's hard not, coming down the other side. It's yeah. It's harder coming down than it is going up. Uh, but that's all you have in that mar and in, in uh, the the third day. That's the third day. Right, Mark, okay. yeah. And that was the easiest. It definitely was. The mm. first two I thought was far harder. Yeah, an amazing medal that they get in that race. The medal is very uh it's class. That's phenomenal, like um it's something about the quads, it's the toughest thing you'll ever do. Mm. Uh it's expensive, but it's one you'll always want to go back and do. Yeah, it's this something about the community, I think. It that is happens at the quads. It's like a big um, get together, it is it's absolutely amazing. Anybody that's done it is sort of hypnotized by it. It is. And you can really feel the draw back to it's it. It's like a drug. You just want to keep going back and back to it. Yeah. Even though every year you say, no way. No, I've done that. I've done four miles for it. I'm not, no, but you do. You will keep going back. And it's a beautiful location as well. It is. Isn't it up around Donegal? Stunning. So. Absolutely stunning. And how did you feel when you were podium these races? Like You must be starting to think. A wee bit maybe competitive then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, okay. I was maybe, yeah. I would yeah, but it's... It's something that's it's more like a challenge. I thought, wonder could I do no what could I do next? It's something that's come very quickly though, you know, you know, it's not a matter of I've come very slowly from the back up through and I'm not a fast and a mediocre by any means, like um but you've sort of fallen into these podiums right from the beginning. It's like there's a a natural ability inside there. Yeah, that's well like when you look back over the last four years you can't say anything else, but yes, like really. <laughs> I'm good at slow. I am good at slow, especially in ultras. I can't say yes. I've, I've uh, I made few my podium marathon finishes as well. Uh, so you're more competitive in the longer endurance stuff, though. You, yeah. you find yourself, you know, I've got a better chance here now. The harder it is. I know I'm a headstrong. I am headstrong. Stro- I am that pig ignorance. And if it took me, I wouldn't. If it took me twenty hours to do. Some notes sharing text. I will do it no matter yeah. what, rather than say, right, I'm not doing it. I would stick it out to the very end. I would. And because that's important, like. It is as a runner. If you want to be, you have to. It's important coming into a race that we're going to talk about now, and that's the Belfast to Dublin return. Because um, it's 212 miles. 214. 214 miles. 
was it 222? Ended up 222. So who registers for a race like that? Like no, nobody's sensible. Nobody. Is. <laughs> it was a Christmas present. Christmas present. What happened to so my buckets? what was what was in your head? Well, she kept going on about looking about big runs uh, overseas, and I said, "Sure, there's a big run here in your home patch." So, so I says nothing, and she came home one day, and I says, "There you are. I've signed you up for for the Belfast of Dublin return." I return. And not the one way, but the two <laughs> ways. You know, the two ways, not one way, but two ways. Is I thought it was the Belfast of Dublin, even I thought, "Why would you do that?" I like a challenge, and I thought I've done twenty four. I kept saying, "I've done twenty four hours." I'm a hundred plus miles. You know, I'd love a challenge, but I never, never, because i done the one way, I run 40 miles with a friend, I'd done the one way the year before. And I says to him, I'm glad I am not doing this because this is the worst ever. And I've never even done a point to point. All running around the park 24 hours. So first thing I would get lost, you would have to have crew with you the whole way. So when he told me, because I had friends ask me, would I think about doing it? And I says, no, I've told everybody, no, I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. And then he says to me, well, you're going to have to train because I've booked you in. <laughs> well, I could have kicked him, you know where. <laughs> and when he's told me that, two ways, who does that? Who does do that, Joe? Who, who does that? Somebody that's Can you really... imagine if he loved me? Yeah. Could you imagine you know, if he really did? Race across, race across Europe, something like that. But you do, what's good to see there, the picture that I was trying to sort of paint was, I was trying to draw out how pig ignorant you are. Because you need pig ignorance to yeah. go into a race like that. You need to be strong minded. And if you haven't got that strong internal desire to keep going no matter what shit's going to happen, you're not going to finish this race. No. Definitely not. It's going to be too tough. Well, when right? he says to me, yeah, you got me the for Christmas present, he says, well, it's okay, then I'll just say, get a referral, I'll get a booked tonight. I said, no, I'll do it now. I'll do it now. You've done it now. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> so talk to me then. You brought a coach on. Yes. Uh, Aidan Hogan, Aiden. captain of the Irish Alter team. So you couldn't from go, Cork. but you couldn't, like, he is just phenomenal. He says, he's like, a good he friend, is. and he says to me, right, he says, I, he doesn't even do, he says, I'll take you on. No, but he's good experience from Alter run, and he can do anything. He is pig ignorant as well. He is. He's an amazing athlete. He I is. think I remember a photograph of you and Alex with Shea. Alex and, yeah. And him walking sideways. That was with Energia, yeah. <laughs> Energia, like the state of him. And he, uh, he, he was is. actually winning that race, I think, to yeah. the end, wasn't he? And then he was. Ian Keith sort of. And you know, he was stubborn, he kept going. He was walking. And he wanted me even to take him around another. I thought, I am not taking you around another lap. I said, it's, it's just over. He was like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. He was. So he was. But he was a guy the year before, but he did. He went like that. More earlier on in his back or something, like something, spasm or something. He like. did. He, he suffered terrible. A phenomenal runner, like he runs. Oh, unreal! I think he and when runs he says to me, he said, "He says, uh, i tell you what.' He says, 'I'll coach you.'" And I said, "Well, no, I can't. I have to go and do it. I'm going to have Aidan yeah. Hogan coach me." So when you say coach, what did he do? Did he give you a training plan? Yeah. What did he give you? So that must have been oh, holy shit. He says you're going to have to run 20 miles a day every day for five. I said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he says, yeah. He says, I swear by it. I thought, I am not running 20 miles a day every day. He says, well, you'll listen to me. And you'll do. He says, I'm not to coach you. So how long have you got? Three months, is it? January, Three months. March. It started the 1st of January. And then the race was on the 27th of March, was it? Around that? It was, yeah. Okay. And I thought, right, okay. We'll give it a go and see how it goes. Because 
you couldn't say to somebody normal to say and to start in straight away to twenty mile a day because mm. I had done so many marathons and ultras. He says you could just start straight away. Running. Okay, so you had a really good. Like I went from running on a Tuesday night with a group, and just running marathons at the weekends to going out and trying to run twenty mile every day. <laughs> like what is in wrong? January as in, well? Like, in, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was dark, cold. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not somebody that gets much sleep anyway. No, nope, so definitely not. Would you get four hours sleep a night? Nope. So what um, time would you go to bed at in the evening time? I wouldn't be in my bed any earlier than half twelve at night. And, and I was up at half three every morning to run. And you were running 20 miles? 20 miles every morning at four o'clock. So and I would always have running partners. I would every morning different running partner. Uh, so tell me the about the very first day that you were going to get up. Because it must have been hard to get up thinking. I could have cried. No, I, I did cry. <laughs> you know, I, I did. I'm not going to lie, I cried. And I thought, right, this, this begins now. And the hardest part was getting out of the door. Mm. And then once I was out there, because you're not getting anything for this, like it's not like when you go to run your marathons. You no, know, there's a good. You don't understand. It's the training was the hardest part, and I had yeah. never trained for anything in my life. So this was was a big kick. It was mm. tough because it's different when you go to a race. You know, you're getting the buzz. You get. Yeah, the, I know you get no medal. You get a sense no, of achievement. All, what am I going to get the at the end of this? I'm going to get nothing at the end of this. So what was it like when you finished your 20 miles then? Because it would have been tiring. Like it was. That time in the morning, that time of year. And I'd done the first, I'd done the first week on my own, the first five days, and I kept it every evening. Aidan would uh, message her phone and say, well, so when's this going to get easier? When's it get easier? He says, in about six weeks. I said, what? <laughs> six weeks? He says, it will get easier. I said, no, it's not getting easier at all. And it was getting harder and harder. And I was getting slower and slower. I thought, mm. this is just absolute hell. So that must have played with your head as well. It did. You know, the fatigue is, is slowing you down. Yeah. It's slowing you down. And then I just, at that stage, and on the first week or two on my own, and then I had friends. just says, well, we'll meet you at four and five. It's stupid o'clock in the morning. They get out of their bed and come to meet me. Uh, I had three in particular. I had Patricia Duffy and Richard Duffy and Paul Kelly. And every morning they would stand and meet me at stupid o'clock, and they would whinge about it too. I have to say they would, and they whinged. Sounds like it was okay to whinge. At they that did whinge, and then but they blamed me for whinge, but they whinged about <laughs> being up at stupid o'clock. But they did do it for me. They did, and only for yeah. the company. It did make it a lot easier because it's not something you could do on your own every single morning. Well, that was quite heartwarming, and like to know that people it were was to put themselves this, out as like I that. had support from the very beginning. So everybody, ha- even in the house, I said I have two older gears. Everybody had ch- work schedules every- just for me, so I could run. But the mm. best time for me to run was it when everybody was sleeping. Do you find it's easier to run in the morning time? Yeah. Before the days sort of saps you yeah. all your energy. How did you find the rest of the day then after running twenty miles? Well, to start, it wasn't simple. Um, on a Monday and a Friday, because it was always I'd run twenty miles and I had a leg session. With a PT from hell, Mickey. He put me through my paces uh, every Monday and Friday. And it was always Monday because I always run marathons at the weekend. So Monday morning going... So you still continue to run the marathons yeah. through the training? Yeah, because I actually looked forward to marathons then because it was in company. I was trained myself to run slower. Mm. And obviously I had to Just go to out. So I would start marathons with the early starters. So I couldn't finish in under five hours or whatever. And okay. So 
I was actually looking forward to the weekend then to get to run with other people. Just starting to replicate the pace more yeah. so like and what you're going to be doing in the race. Yeah. Um, but it must have, like, even to do a leg day, I feel like such a wimp sitting here now, like, because if I do a leg day... Well, I never done nothing like that, and I said the be- he is he was the best PT. I'm still with him. But how was your body? Like you do, like it's a difficult sore, battered, and bruised. Uh, it was balance to get a sort of. A, I was so sore, I could barely walk most days. Yeah, but how you, how do you think you're able to keep on going then? You know, I'm just stubborn. I'm just stubborn. I your, am. Your body was screaming at you, and your head was saying, "Shut up." Yeah, I would. It was just pure stuff, and I come, I come home. Cried maybe the last five, six mile of every run, and come on. I thought, why am I doing this? Why am I even? Um, but obviously you had good nutrition anyway to help the body recover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I had good nutrition. For for me, for my yeah. No, I didn't. I read the fridge. I ate everything. That was the best part about training because you I could just eat whatever you want. I ate. Like two breakfasts before I went out to run, I had two when I came back, and that was just mm. breakfast. And what about sort of? Because I know Aiden would. Focus Aiden well would on his be nutrition. very. We had a few. Yeah, Aiden tried to get. I don't eat fruit or veg at all. So, and it was more. He says you had to stop drinking, but that was a no. That wasn't going to happen. I was drinking, but only at the weekends. There was no drinking during the week anymore. So it was kind of like if you ate a banana before training, you could have a vodka. And this is how it works. <laughs> so I was eating a lot of bananas by the time I was finished. <laughs> but I was also nearly a professional drinker at the end of it too. It was, yeah. Yeah, it's quite phenomenal though what your body was, was He was more through, like, you, you know need I mean? more greens, you need this, you need... Like, yeah, it's common sense, but, but I just go to prove that. Yeah. There's many people, that, even the doctor says he was going to take me to a science lab to see how I was go- going, not eating or... Doing the right. Yeah. It is an important thing though, like, because y- you can't buy experience. You know, you could read all the books, and everybody is so different, and what works for somebody yeah. doesn't work for somebody else. And nobody, you can't stand there and tell somebody what to do. Yeah. You can guide people, and it's important for yourself to try all these different things. Sometimes it's better just doing nothing. The less complicated you make it, the easier it is, because you've enough going on without having That's to right. complicate well, your That's what I like, have now to Fruiter of age, I says in the 38 years I have of age. Yeah, you, you look healthier than I do, which is I'm a bit worried about now because that's what I eat, is fruit <laughs> veg. <laughs> I'm to go and live with Jill for a week. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't eat healthy at all. I don't. It's terrible. Yeah, so your body was coping pretty well then. So, you know, so how many miles a week were you running? 100 plus. Yeah. Not was, still. Still 100 from the 1st of January. Yeah, I thought you, after that, I thought, you're 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 almost feared to stop, but for me it was I thought what if I, what's going to happen now once I stop what's what's mm. so it's more or less to keep going it's all in my head to keep going. So tell tell me then about the starting line. So it was on I think it was the twenty seventh. It was on Wednesday sure. night, midnight. It started at midnight. So it was a long day even up to because I was moving house. <laughs> right <laughs> so right up to half nine that night. Easy, like. Half nine that night. We were moving home, and we were late even getting down to the to the start. It was all a rush. Everything was a mad rush. Just it was hectic. You must be tired. Does it that sort of plays on your mind a little that bit? That was it? yeah. Because like, you're like, geez, I need to be going here fresh. Yeah. And that that'll be a tiring sort of day. 
Like you're not even sleeping much anyway, no, really. There's no sleep. What at about all. taper? Did you have a taper coming towards that? Yeah, I cut down to hundred k a week. <laughs> Were you feeling strong from I cutting down? I was because even in a couple of alters, I'd done up to after running a hundred miles during the week, and I went in and I done my alters in quicker times without even you know that without try yeah. comfortable. I thought I got so many PBs. I made alters and I was sub four marathons. Like, and that was at the end of a week. I thought, at least now I can see it has been doing me good. It's made me stronger. Yeah. It made me think you start. It's good indicators, but that's pretty awesome, yeah. though, isn't it? To think so you can run 100 I thought, miles. Well, this actually has worked. You know, it has done something for me. Aiden knows what he's talking about. I had to give in and say, okay, you're right. I was wrong. Because there was one 40 mile that you'd done a course record in, wasn't I it? I did, and six hours challenged down yeah. in East Antrim. Yeah, the six-hour challenge, like, you'd, you'd done a course record and you trained heavy that week. Yeah, I had 100 miles done and I went down and run 40 like miles. What, what's, like, I'm speechless, like, you know, it's like, I don't even know what to say around that. Um, like, how your body has had adapted to that. Like, uh, that was pretty amazing, like. That was, it. that was it. It was more like a routine. My body just adapted to it without even trying to me, it was just so much easier. It just it did get easier. Uh, and when that day I got the forward, I was close to the start of the Belfast of Dublin. And I thought, I came home so content that day. I thought, oh my God, how I done that 40 mile? It was easier mm. for me to do. And that's without and a do, taper or anything. Yeah. Like, that's how strong your body's getting. Yeah. That's really good. And so I was doing something right. So you have that strength, you have the pig ignorance, and, and you have the good nutrition. You know, and you have good hydration as well. So all that was going I mean, for you. Oh, hi. <laughs> Dead on. Did you mix the vodka with anything? Sometimes. Bananas. <laughs> vodka and my cornflakes, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, don't try this at home, folks. <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> um, no, but it is pretty fantastic to hear that, you know, because it goes against all... All rule books, really, doesn't it? Like it does. Um, but one thing that doesn't is hard work. You know, and Aidan was right. Like you know, you had to put in the miles. You have to put in yeah. the effort. You have to get your body strong, and allow it to get into position. That you're able to take on this mammoth cha- challenge of two hundred and twelve. Two hundred fourteen. I keep on saying two hundred and twelve. I know. It's because you had done two hundred twenty-two. I think that's what's. That's a two two two. Yeah. We'll keep on calling it two 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 from now yeah, two, on. Two, two, two. So the two 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 challenge. Um, so the starting line of that, um, there's, there's some people travelled. Like yeah, aeroplane travelled from away on aeroplanes and just landed an hour or two beforehand. I said, was start at midnight. No, it was a big disadvantage because it was a long day up to that. Yeah, most people were working all day, a normal day, and just going straight into a, a two hundred and forty minutes. No, I, I get that. Like two weeks ago, we did a race in Wales. It was an ultra, and we travelled from. Dublin that morning yeah. and if it's not starting in the morning time you wake up nice and fresh you've got a day's work done almost and if you're moving house that would have took quite a bit out of you that that was the worst I'd say the moving house not even the three months of training mm. the, the three days I had to, to get everything out into a new house all around the town it was stressful in itself it was <laughs> I even says to myself going down the road I says to no this is a waste of time going in like I say I said I'm absolutely shattered and I thought, no, then come this far. I'm going to start it. I'll get to 150 miles. So did you have a strategy going into the race? Yeah, walk all the hills. 
Okay, so we just walk all the hills. Every incline. Any, any to- anything at all that felt like you were... Keep it slow, slow, uh, 10, 11 minute miles and walk all the hills. And that's what I was just going to do from start to finish. Okay, so how did the first section go in that? Like, oh. did everybody, did people take off? Yes, we, we were all running like nine minute miles and <laughs> everybody says we're going to... Everybody seemed to say we were going too fast. You know, everybody said, yeah, and I was like, yeah, we're going too fast, you know, but they wouldn't slow down and we were running hills. Because everybody was so strong then, after a little bit of a taper and all the training, and all of a sudden it feels great. Nine no, minute I, miles are really fast. I like. think they were just uh, overexcited, the excitement and the adrenaline. But my, my, I wanted to stay with the the crowd. I thought it's something you couldn't do on your own. You know, it was something I was afraid of getting lost. Really, I thought and it was dark, and I'm blind. I can't really see that well, yeah. and I didn't want to be on my own. So I kind of stayed with the lads. Because you, you couldn't drop off on your own, like... I couldn't, really, no way, like, and I thought, you're bound to meet one... Somebody's bound to run the same pace, uh, the same pace as you and whatever, say. But no, it seemed to be me trying to stay up with... How many people were doing the race? Uh, I think it was... 20-something signed yeah, up. This is quite a large number, really, for it that was type of race. The 20 it wouldn't ages. be the most beautiful course in the world, either, would it? No, that's why I... No, it's, it's all down the road and down the carriageways and things like that. It's all up the road. It's all up. <laughs> it's all up. <laughs> there was it's no all down. It's all up the road. No, there, all... there seemed to be very little down. It was all up the road. Yeah. And when we started, we were, we were running up, and I thought... Well, it was more of my crew says to me, you three months of training to take your pace back and you're just doing the complete opposite of what you're so that either stop now or do do it right. So So the crew was instrumental in that as well in a race like the that. The crew you I couldn't have done it without the crew. Yeah, who was in your crew? Kevin, Shira and Neil McSorley, my best friend. Okay. And I could not. So you had a lot of experience there, they knew to hold you back. Oh yeah. That was the key thing. What Feed about Feed me, water me. Yeah. Mm. So how did it go then, getting to Dublin? Yeah, it went all smoothly. There's actually one lad that stayed, we stayed together, me and uh, Graham Black. We kind of stayed together for about 80-something miles. He started getting tired and... <laughs> as you do, 80 Well, miles. as you do. Uh, but he kept telling me to go on. I think he was trying to lose me. Then, you know, he was just saying, go on, you and I catch up. And I said, you're not going to catch up. I'm not going on my own. So I had to have... Well, the crew members again says you just can't wait. You're just going to have to be selfish and go on here, or you're going to be stuck here all the right. So okay, I said, but I'm going to get lost. So they were more or less had to drive a mile or two in front of me because I would just if there was a right road and a left road, I would surely take the wrong road. <laughs> and but it got to Dublin eventually. I wasn't planning to get to Dublin to 27 hours. I was hoping and around the 27 hours. But it was just over the twenty-four hours, I think. Yes, yeah, so that was that was pretty quick. Like it was too quick. You know, because a hundred odd miles, like yeah. And then I got lost round by the airport, and my phone died, and everything died, and I wish I was dead at that stage. <laughs> so that <laughs> means you're coming awful. there. You were arriving there near midnight, then just after. Yeah, midnight. it was. Yeah, it was late. Um, so your head torch, it's your head torch is on. No, it died. So your head torch had died, your phone was dying. Yeah, I was dying. You were dying. Um, how were you navigating? Between Well, I started getting pinging messages from uh, friends say you're away the wrong road. Where are you going? And I, like, I, I don't know where I'm going. I stopped passerby. Where, uh, 
they seem to be sending me the wrong direction too. Well, I'm going to blame them anyway. <laughs> you sent me the wrong road. One was telling me it was two miles to the where I was looking to go, and somebody told me it was 10 miles. I couldn't still have 10 miles to go. I, could, I cried. I said, please, somebody just tell me how far I was left and where I'm actually supposed to go. To one of the crew members then, eventually, my phone di- just had it go out and walk me and point me, drive alongside me and tell me where to go. <laughs> you, and that was not simple. Were you tired at that stage? Yeah, like, I was tired. Like, and I was tired on your feet that you wanted to go to sleep, like, or...? No, not as... No, not... No, I couldn't... I wouldn't say sleep-wise. No, I wasn't... Mm. I was strong, still pretty strong at that. Okay, that was good. So how did you find coming to a turnaround point, like... Because that is going to be tough. Because it's still... Yeah, you were strong, but you still know what you've done. Yeah. It's a long time on your feet. And then you know what you're is up against you when you have to turn around and go back the same road. Yeah. 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 So that must have been, how was that in your head when you came to that point of turning around? So you eventually got there. Eventually got there. Um, after getting lost. And like, what was it, the turnaround point? Was there... 107 like, miles. Like, did they have any like fuel station? No. Or, like, did they have a carnival, a party? No. All of these things. Not even a pub open. There was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing. It was at the brewery though, wasn't it? Uh, but it wasn't even open. <laughs> that was even worse. Uh, that was. That was the worst. Hell. No, we just got our pictures took at the... We got our pictures took the at Guinness the halfway point. Yeah, at the Guinness place. And not really can get it Guinness or nothing. Nothing. And there was a fella there... Ian McCauley and uh, he was he just arrived at the halfway point before I did and I says right come on we'll go again and he says no I'm not going I says what do you mean you're not going uh, no I'm not going so I thought I'm going to be in my all by myself and he wouldn't go out with me so I thought right so I walked I walked for about seven miles I thought I'm going to lie down I get out of Dublin and I'm going to lie down so that's what I did. I walked and I sat in the front of the car, the crew car, set the alarm for 15 minutes and slept. Because it must have been cold, like. Because I never even changed my clothes. I was shivering, freezing cold. Yeah. And then when the alarm went off and Kevin opened the front, I thought, how am I going to run 107 miles? <laughs> I shouldn't have stopped. I should not have stopped. Because it's like three or four o'clock in the morning, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Around about that sort of time. And like I started meeting the other runners coming in. Okay. Uh, Richard Chesney, the walker. and Okay, because it was an out and back. Yeah. starting to see the other guys coming. They so were you must have been up ahead enough of a few of them. Like I was, yeah. I think Ian was the first. Ian was the first to get to the halfway point, And I was in second after him. Okay, did that lift you a little bit then, seeing the other people coming the other way? Yeah, but there wasn't really much on it because I knew yeah. I was coming and it was only a couple of miles down there. There wasn't... But I mean, even seeing the other runners coming, yeah. it was nice meeting other people. Yeah, we stopped through. and we talked to every one of us. We said, well, how are you feeling? Everybody, yeah, Because you're all going through bad. the same pain. Like. We're all going through and most of them says they were strong. Some of them were, says they were okay, but they were not okay. <laughs> 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 they were not okay. They were falling apart. They yeah. were plastered together and they were... No, they were not okay. But it's quite taxing on the body, isn't it? Yeah, and I said, you look great, and I look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but your body was holding out all right. It did. It, I was lucky enough for, it did for so long. Yeah, so at what point then did it start, not really crumbling, but really 
So waking up again, I suppose, after that short sleep, that must have been tough to get up. And that was the hardest part, getting out. You and change your clothes or anything like that? I thing. changed my clothes. I put on about 10 layers of clothes. And it took me about 10 miles down the road. And it just started to strip, taking them off gradually. And I was meeting other supporters. I said, I wouldn't have went a mile or two miles at the most without mm-hmm. meeting somebody that came out to see me on the street, right through the whole 214 miles. So I had a big advantage. I had amazing support. What was going through you? Were you thinking about how far you had to go, like throughout the race? Oh no, no, oh god, no! You just you really know. trying to stay where you're at. No, just... where's the next pub? You know, so so who's going to buy me a drink at this place, or who's going? You know. Yeah. Do you th- do you be thinking that like eleven oh, o'clock yeah. in the morning? Like, is the pub open there? Can I get? A... Yeah, <laughs> one of the gears. I have to say, Lisa, one of the gears brought me a bacon sandwich and a a vodka at six o'clock in the morning, sitting inside <laughs> the road. And that was absolute the highlight of my day. <laughs> I swear. You know, Brilliant. you wouldn't do that norm on a normal day. Yeah. You know, to sit at six on a school day, sitting drinking at the side of the road. Whilst running from Belfast to Dublin. And yes, back again. it was all, all unreal. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um... You left me speechless after that. <laughs> so you didn't, I'm still stuck with this. <laughs> seeing this image of this person sitting at the side of the road, like with a vodka. Like I have done it. Like in, in my, <laughs> it might be in a bottle of Buckfast or something. But I just, it, there was no running involved. That was the difference. <laughs> and I wasn't lucky enough to get a bacon sandwich. Um, so it was great having all these people coming out. To oh, you it then. Was. That made a big difference in the race. That's what made the race happen. Mm. That there's no way, there's no way I would have done that on my own. Did you feel like you weren't doing it on your own then? That never, you, you I was, I was never on my own. I never felt on my own at all the whole way through it. Can you think of any, any people, I don't want to single anybody out, because sh- there was that so many people yeah. helping you. Can you think of it, a one person sort of really pulled you through when you were getting it tough? When I was getting it tough for the last 40, 50 miles, yeah, Paul Kelly came up and run, wa- well, walked with me. The whole way. The and, whole way. And, t- yeah. And, and I was a disaster, and I thought everybody was out to get me, plotting against me, and he would have had to listen to some crap. <laughs> Were you hallucinating at all I over was. That, that length of time? I was. I was. You know, you read it and hear about these things, I thought, you couldn't be that bad to be imagining things and hallucinating. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. fatigue and things. Like, what sort of things are you seeing? <sighs> Nothing to do with the vodka, like, but nothing to do with the vodka at all. This was just <laughs> pure exhaustion. I yeah. did, uh, trees were people and animals, and I thought I'm not walking down past all them people. There was nobody there, and I kind of thought. <laughs> and then just I thought the race was over, and they were making me walk back to home. That everybody way when I was flagging down cars, looking lifts. People were I was going to the toilet you. in the middle of the highway. I was, and this poor fella had us to deal with us. God love him, he's supposed to be traumatised. He was. I've, do you know, <laughs> even after it, it took me a few days to remember things start to come back and I had to phone him many times and apologise for my behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> I was mortified. Brilliant. Like, but it is tough though, isn't it? Like you're, you're Over that length of time, because how long did it take to finish the actual race? Was it 59 f- hours. 59 hours. So if you think you're going through your second day, and you already had a tiring day before that as well, to be fair. Like, yeah. um, when you're going past like the 48 hour sort of mark, like that must be getting really tough. Then. Yeah, especially when it was the first, like, anything over 24 hours to me was new. 
it was all a new experience. Yeah, so it was double that again. Yeah, but I, I was pretty much not too bad to about 170 mile. Okay. And, and everything hurt and everything was bad. You starting to curse the race at that stage? I don't curse. <laughs> and um so how was it in the, at the very last end of the stages then like the last 50 miles you still got 50 miles to go at that stage you can uh, see the face and us here they're all changing they kept changing so so how was she in the last 50 miles absolutely then? terrible um uh, she couldn't be she couldn't be told nothing she thought everybody was against her as she was saying there and um Everybody was walking along her, you know, it was four or five people would get out and walk along with her and had to keep changing because she was talking that much rubbish to everybody. <laughs> they just couldn't listen to it. So everybody just kept took their turn to listening to it and right, it's your turn now, go back and see what you're saying there now. So that's sort of she was really, it, really It was bad. like l- looking after the granny in the house who's got Alzheimer's and <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Pretty badly too, by the way. <laughs> Brilliant. I wasn't that <laughs> really you're just exaggerating like. brilliant <laughs> but it is tough though like you know what I mean it's that's that's a long time on your feet and when your fatigue comes in and paranoia and stuff like that because like, that sounds like what you had a bit of paranoia it's, it's really I really thought I was going round in circles I thought they were just taking me around why are we going round and round the same place I sw- we passed the same pub and it's still not open. It was, it was yeah. still even worse. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't open. It was. It, I, we passed it, and it's no, you didn't. And I said, you, "You're just lying." And it was what about the last twenty miles? Then do you had because you've done twenty miles so many times in training? Did your mind then start? to go Oh no, I couldn't even think of maze at that stage. No, it wasn't even maze. It was when they says you've only. They couldn't even say to me then how many miles I'd left. Every time I asked, nobody would seem to tell me how many miles was left. Uh, and then it was just down to the last. Two miles is now the hotels down two miles down the road. Okay. Did your family or anybody come out near the end? Or? Yeah, my daughter, my my gears and all they came up and walked the last ten miles with me. Because it's a lot of like from Newry to du- to Belfast, it's a lot of hills, like isn't it? You seem yeah. to be climbing the whole way up there. It's mountains. So that must have been good that they were coming with you yeah. for the last ten miles of that race. That must have meant a lot to you. After, after, after when I realised, yes, that they were there, that they wouldn't give me a lift. Mm. So two miles to go. Um, there was a great video on Facebook with you. Finishing. That was just yeah. I thought, oh my god, they're telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is it. You know, we like they rap, like, the song kind of came on my ear for this. Is oh yes, this is it. Now this is the so end. Explain to me what that felt like. Oh, it was, it was such a rush. Did the, you cr- did you cry? I did. Because it must have been quite But well, I think I cried like. all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, all day. I did. I cried and laughed and cried for no reason, but I cried. Yeah, but it's quite a... So, what position did you finish? First. Were you expecting that at all? No. Like, that's pretty phenomenal. When did you find that out? I found out I was leading maybe with 50 miles to go because it was Bootsy that told me to get my arse in gear and move on. And that kind of gave me a wee kick, you know. So, oh my God, can I actually win this? But after 10 minutes, it was like, fuck it. If he passes <laughs> me, he passes me. I had to give a fuck. <laughs> I was going so well there <laughs> without cursing, yeah. by the way. So well. <laughs> but that's, yeah. But so, that must have been amazing, though, to finish that. A relief. Yeah, I, I, I was... It was so unreal. It, it, like, it tell me that, because you came through... Obviously, there was... 
Like it's quite a feat, like a human feat to do that. Even the whole three months of the training and to go through all of that. And like you've still a family to look after. You've all that work yeah. to do. And your, your body just hangs together for that race. And then boom, you know, you go through that race. Like what was the finish line of that? The end, what was the end of that journey like? Because you know, I've seen the video where you were running. Yeah, I just came in and I saw Teresa just bow here and thank you very much. And then yeah, it was like, is that it? That's it? All that for this? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> that's it? <laughs> yeah, I thought, that's what What now? Because that was it over. It was like a, yeah, it was like a shock and it ro- all, all at the one time. So what now? That's it all over. It was. Did you feel it? Not at that point, obviously, because it was a high finish yeah. and that, like... How did it feel a few days after that? Was it was it a high or did you come down or? It was more or less in the middle of the week. I was sitting, just I didn't speak very much after that. But I sat in the house and I thought, my God, I've just run two hundred and whatever. It just dawned on me what I had actually done. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do now? And I was, I was starting to feel low. Well, I cried again. I thought, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to do something. Maybe just to. You know, give me a wee buzz or something to get out there again. Because that was the path you were on for three months. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every morning you were working towards this and then it just stops. Like I thought, I couldn't just stop running 20 miles a day. You know, I thought mm. you'd have to, like, you know, take it back gradually and gradually. So I'm down to 15 miles a day, but then seven days a week, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so is that, that what you done? What did you do the following weekend after I went down for Waxford 24 hour. <laughs> I thought I was going to go down and do maybe 12 hours, but I thought I'm not traveling the whole way down here and only doing 12 hours, so I'll do the 24 so hours. drove from out, Omer all the way down to Yeah, Wax- so whatever I do, I do. I just go down and... And how did you get on? I won. <laughs> so you won the 24 hours? I've my biggest distance in 24 hours. Like that must be... That just... It must blow your mind. It blows my mind listening to you. Do you know what I mean? To be able to do that um, Belfast, Dublin return and then go down to Wexford the following weekend. It was even, what are you doing here? You know, only what are you doing here? Yeah. You know? People are going like... Because I never even says I was going up. down. What are you doing here? And then the next minute the phone was starting to beep away. Is that a picture, Jill McKeon? It's a 24-hour Wexford. I thought, you know, shh. I'm only here for... Because I was only planning to go down Had, to do... Were you embarrassed at all to be there? I, because he's now doing the 24 hours. <laughs> has it come to a point now of being embarrassed? And I'm only here to do the six hour. You're lying there. You're not even telling people what you're really here to I do. I know. So <laughs> thought on the morning, I registered on the morning down there. I says, right, same up to 24. And I, whatever I do, I do. And we'll just go with yeah. it from there. That is pretty amazing. I wasn't expecting, I was not expecting none of it, but I just really had a really. How many miles did you do? Uh, just 117 miles. That's quite unbelievable, like, isn't it? You must be saying that to yourself at this stage. That was even, I think, more of a shock than the yeah. Belfast Dublin. Because your body recovered really, really well. You know, your body is has really adapted to get used to doing these type of long yeah. distances. And how and your mind as well must be a lot more accepting, knowing that you've done that. It was. Uh, I still hadn't sunk in for a long time. Like I said, mm. I still just in with the the week before and all, all the training like it was all the the training up to it and and then straight away it was like what am I what am I absolutely going to go and do now that's it because this is November now and you still haven't stopped no it's, I still it's haven't just, st- you've continued I hit that. my 5,000 mile mark uh, yesterday for the year 
that's mental. Like. So it is, and that was my plan. So we're not 50 weeks into the year. So No, I have still another six, seven weeks so left. So this year you've averaged over 100 miles. This week. This almost a bigger challenge than yeah. anything you've done this year. Yeah. Is to consistently run 100 miles a week for a year. Yeah. Um, I don't even think Olympians get to do that. Like, <laughs> they have to take a break sometime. <laughs> um, but how many 100 mile races have you done this year? I have done five I'm doing another one now next week. I have done five, 24, 100 plus miles. So you've done five, 100 miles and you've done, that's and not counting two, the 200 miles. No, it's not counting it. And then a potential another one next week. And the big challenge now, I suppose, is making sure that you hit the 5,200 miles. That's it. By the end of the year. That's it. Um, you're well on target for that. I absolutely am, Jill, yeah. I don't. I think you're amazing, but I also think you're absolutely nuts. Off my head. Thanks very much for the interview. You're Appreciate welcome. Appreciate that. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you.